You're listening to The One Relationship, where we believe a strong marriage is the foundation for successful families, communities, and cultures. I'm Kate. And I'm Tanner. We're your hosts, and we've each had our share of unhealthy relationships. When we met, we committed to not repeat the mistakes of our past, so we set out to learn everything we could about creating a rock-solid marriage. Join us every week as we bring you real talk from our experiences, other married couples, and relationship professionals we trust. To start strengthening your marriage now, head over to theonerelationship.com and get access to our free marriage manifesto today. Hey, hey, welcome back to The One Relationship. I'm Tanner. I'm Kate. And uh, we're here today uh, live on Facebook. And uh, this is our weekly live. And we've got three D's for you today. Death, division, and destiny. So as we do on our Wednesday live episodes, we usually like to talk about the episode from Monday that we released, and then talk a little bit about what we're uh, hearing and and seeing in our world, and then uh, take any questions that you have. So if you want to submit your questions anonymously um, and and engage in a little bit more dialogue with us, feel free to do so. Just text us, 720-459-4219. If you're listening to this um, pre-record or, or recorded on uh, the podcast, uh, you can always text us at that number. We do our best to, to get back with you as soon as possible, and uh, we'll use whatever questions seem like they fit for uh, the audience and the greater good on these live shows. And if you are here live on Facebook, uh, let us know uh, where you're tuning in from, what's happening there. We are in uh, beautiful Colorado, uh, where it was single-digit temperatures. We just had snow over the weekend. Even had a snow day for school on uh, the kids for Monday. Yeah. And uh, we're back at it and headed back to 70 degree temperatures. And so we'd love free... to know what uh, what you're up to and where you're coming in from. Yeah. And, and of course, if you also want to put your questions into the comments, you can do that too. If you don't feel like you need that privacy uh, aspect from the tech service. Um, but we, we, we love hearing from you. So by all means, get in on the conversation. Um, this week on Monday, we launched the episode of the death of Kayla Riley and uh, man, it got some people to really, uh, well, one, you know, when we went live doing that episode, uh, people were a little concerned, but, you know, we know headlines uh, grab people's attention. And so we did that on purpose. But uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's sort of this new chapter of my life. Um, I was I had I had a certain period of my life where I was Kate and then I became Kate. Kayla, and now I'm back to Kate. Uh, I am one in the same, and uh, and I and I think it was just a really great episode to sh- to share the journey of my radio career as Kate uh, um, as Kayla Riley. Uh, it was nice to to have Tanner ask me some questions about that journey and just sort of his perspective of seeing um, that that life I led in New York City and in the hard rock music industry. Um, and to just really also be able to open up about just, you know, that um, that uh, journey that I was on as well with you. So I love sharing with it, uh, sharing it all with you. Uh, listen to the podcast. If you haven't already, go back in on the one relationship and and uh, and share, uh, you know, listen, 
share it with other people too. If you know, if, if uh, you know, some people might find some value in it as well. And know that um, doors close so that other ones can open. And I think that's just a, a, a big lesson that I got out of this. Um, I got into radio somewhat by accident. It really wasn't the path that I was on as I was going through college and getting to the place that I was with Sirius XM. Um, and that was a great ride and I, I loved it, but then that door needed to close in order for another one to open up. And that's where Tanner and I are here together, uh, doing what we do. So I just want to say that kind of as a way to, to remind you that it's okay, um, if one door closes because, and it, and it may be, you know, we got Instagram finally up and running over here. Um, it's okay. If a door closes, it might not always be by choice. Uh, but it's a, it's something that happens part of that. That's part of life so that you can start a new journey. And a lot of times that new journey, although somewhat unknown or uncertain or a little scary, or maybe even really super exciting, um, when that, that new journey happens, that new door opens, um, a lot of times it's for things bigger and better beyond, what we could have even imagined or what was, uh, what was the, the current, you know, and the, the status quo that you're in. So, uh, and, I'm and above ex- just giving history about your, uh, radio career yeah. and, um, you know, the, the name, <laughs> uh, the personality of Kayla Riley, yeah. uh, the episode was, was about transition and triumph. And, uh, mm-hmm. so for anybody that, you know, is like, well, that's cool. I don't really care about, you know, hearing about your radio career, right. uh, totally fine. Uh, but the, the episode on a broader scale was about fighting for, uh, or staying to, uh, true to your dreams and mm-hmm. what you want and, um, going against some, uh, opposing forces at times, overcoming things, achieving goals uh, like you did, and then the the transition and and moving on and um, you know the the challenges and the hope uh, and the inspiration that that can come with that. So yeah, yeah um, good, things things in uh, everything in life, um, we all start and end um, kind of in the same way and and so everything has a cycle. Uh, and there are parts of you that are are being birthed and going through death and transition on a regular basis. And I think where you know we see people and have experienced ourselves getting you know what some would describe as stuck, for lack of a better term. Uh, but what really tends to cause I like this term friction. What really tends to cause friction in in people's lives is that they cling on to things of the past or even things of the present. And and whether that is a job or a relationship or an ideology or, you know, a a thought pattern or habits that just aren't serving you. And, And I know in my own life that I have held on to things that I knew were not serving me that I could tell were not beneficial for ultimately what I wanted in my life and where I wanted to go because there is a fear of the unknown. There is a fear of letting go. And we've talked 
um, a lot to uh, some of our uh, private clients that we work with around forgiveness and the fact that forgiveness is a gift that you give yourself. And so many of us are, uh, I like visuals, and I just think about so many of us are carrying around this big, invisible backpack full of, of bricks of regret and unforgiveness and trauma and pain of the past. And that is the stuff that weighs people down, uh, both in the physical form that really causes people, you know, quite frankly, to, to weigh more uh, because they retain that in their body, uh, but also from an energetic standpoint that just makes us feel tired and drained and emotionally unavailable and spent and short-tempered and stressed out and, and angry and all of these things that um, we talked about this in our episode that we just recorded that will be released next week. Um, about the fact that when you have an argument or you have a disagreement or you have some heated situation, very quickly can the conversation and the substance of that disagreement turn from the actual impetus for the disagreement and the argument, and very quickly can it turn into um, arguing about something that is in that backpack from the past. And, uh, you know, we had posted... Um, we shared a little bit about, you know, personally in our life and a, a, a disagreement, the debate, you know, it was right after the presidential debate last week. Uh, and it, and it really had nothing to do with politics. We weren't arguing about who to vote for or whatever. Um, yeah. we, but we had our own debate about things about the future, a lot of things sort of outside of our control, and most importantly, just a difference in the way that we look at things and handle things. And um, we talk in that episode about the fact that we were able to identify what was going on and really diffuse the situation, and then in turn, I guess, resolve the situation in the moment it wasn't something where it carried on and on and on. And so we recognize that um, things from the past, and I, I I forget the example that we gave, but we, we were talking about the fact that it very quickly can turn from like, well, we're arguing about this, and then pretty soon it turns into like, well, you always do this, and oh, now it becomes about patterns and stuff. Yeah, and it's, we start arguing over just the language that we used versus the actual thing that we were upset about uh, to begin with. And, um, and I, and I'd like to point out that this is a muscle to build, right? Like you're not going to go to the gym once or wherever you're working out these days and have uh, some great muscle tone, right? It's, it's, it's over time that you build this muscle tone because of the consistent practice of lifting weights and, for us, you know, it took us time. It's taken through these uh, few years that we've been together to practice addressing a situation, addressing an issue that we have uh, sometimes right then and there where, where we can, or even if we have to come back, you know, come back to it, like it's, it's coming up, it's, it's a repeated thing or whatever. And now we're addressing it. Um, but to be able to talk through it, figure out how to move forward and then let it go. Like, just be like, cool, I'm good now. Um, so I, th I think that's what's 
what what I think some people don't necessarily recognize is like, oh, well, you know, I've talked about it, but it's still bothering me or he doesn't let it go or she doesn't let it go. And it's like, well, right, because this needs to be a muscle that's that's trained on a regular basis to say, okay, we're going to address what's going on. We're going to find some kind of resolution and then we're going to move on, you know, and and yeah, we've you know, we've we've worked on that and it doesn't always and sometimes it doesn't, you know, go, you know, diffuse right away. Um, but we're much better at it than we were when we first started, you know, working on this and, the, you know, when we first got together. Yeah. And shout out. So Nicole says, um, you know, she had her own experience with forgiveness uh, and that she realized that um, she was forgiving her, you know, her ex, her son's father. Uh, and it was more so for her uh, self than it was for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gerard, yeah. spot on with the one-liner, old baggage rears its head in anger. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, did I say it? If, if I didn't say it or if I did, I'm going to say it again. Forgiveness is a gift that you give yourself. Yeah. And so often we hold on to anger and we hold on to resentment and we hold on to this unforgiveness because somehow we think that that is hurting the other person. Somehow we think that, well, if they're wrong and um, I'm right, then, like, you know, it's their fault, and then we just carry that around. And and I'll give you another one-liner that I love right in line with that, which is that you can either be right or you can be happy. And both of these things are things that we have, um, you know, we have been working with people in our individual sessions on. And while I'm on that, I'm just going to hit, hit, that real quick, um, we said this a couple of times that uh, we have opened up our calendar for people that are listening, for people that actually are drawn to this material, for people that want to learn more um, about themselves and 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 maybe get a practical step forward in their relationship. We have opened up our our calendar um, for some free calls uh, next starting next week. The rest of this week is booked. Uh, we have next week, and then we're traveling for a month in uh, November. So uh, we've really just left the last or the first few days of November. You can go book your call at marriagecoachingcall.com. That's marriagecoachingcall.com. It'll take you uh, right to our calendar. You can find a time if you absolutely you know want to connect with us, but don't see a time that works. Again, hit us in that text, 720-459-4219. We just want to spend a little bit of time with you. We ask you a few questions before we get on the call so we can best serve you. Um, and uh, just want to spend a little bit of time um, getting getting you one step forward. Because as Kate said, this is, uh, this is a muscle. This is a journey. And I could have very easily had the story for myself that, uh, well, I'm not going to change. And, uh, you know, it's not a matter of being broken and needing fixed. It's a matter of evolution. It's a matter of human evolution. My family for three generations has a 90 plus percent divorce rate. So, and I followed right in those footsteps in my first marriage. So I very easily could have stayed stuck in a story that, well, this is just what my family does. This is just how I am. And uh, likewise, when I met Kate and she told me about her past relationships, I told her, we're not going to continue this story. And it's literally that decision of, are you going to continue to perpetuate a story or not? And some people are so stuck, so stuck (laughs) 
in their story about, well, this is the way it is, and this person wronged me, and you don't understand that they're not willing to change their mind and change their outlook for the future to get a different result. And that's literally, uh, I know it sounds easier said than done, and it is, but that is literally a decision you can make. I'm going to get a different result. And John says, what about repeat offenders? Yeah. I'll let you take that. Well, and I think that... um yeah, it is easier said than done, but the things that are really worthwhile in life, like, take some effort. So yeah. if this is what you want different in your life, like, commit to it. Say, yes, I decide this, and I'm going to commit to making those choices that will stay in a line for what I want for myself. So to John's comment about what what about repeat offenders, uh, first off, those offenses that this person is continuing to do, that's on them to want to change or not. If they don't want to change and they don't want to make the effort and improve, uh, then, you know, you you can't, what's the saying? You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink it. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, like, that's sort of what it is. Then falls back onto you as another responsible party in the situation is, well, how long are you going to continue to tolerate it, right? How long are you going to choose to say, well, here it goes again. Well, here it goes again. This is all I'm worthy of. Yep, here here goes the story again. Like I got to a point where I was like, yeah, I'm actually not going to allow people to talk to me a certain way. I'm not going to allow men to treat me a certain way. I'm not going to allow, uh, you know, whatever that is, right? So you, I, I think it's, it's a two-way street to make that joint effort. Now, we have things that, you know, we say we're working on and we want to improve or and we want to sort of have like better flow in our house or whatever it is. Doesn't mean every day is going to look exactly like what what our ideal is, but as long as we're continuing to make progress, as long as we're continuing to show up and say cool, this day didn't go the way we wanted, or this, I, you know, I fell back into my default ways. I understand that. Cool. I'm going to work on it. Like as long as you're seeing that person make the effort and and there's progress that way, uh, then, then I would say, keep working on it. Keep figuring out ways that will help make progress. But if someone just doesn't want to make the effort, then that's on you to decide if you want to stay with that person you want that person in your life, whatever that dynamic is, whatever that relationship is, um, you know, and even if it's a family member, you can be like, cool, I can just distance myself from my family if 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 that's really what's happening or accept them for the way they are and just know that that's what the expectation is and, you know, live your life in the way that you can control and, and move on. Like there's now if it's a spouse, though, you know, right? we're not um, uh, we're not proponents of divorce. divorce. Right. We're not saying, well, if you can't get along with your spouse, if if you're seeing these patterns, you know, it's just time to bounce. That's that's not what we're saying. Having been through divorce, I I know that the cost emotionally and financially uh not only to myself but to everybody involved. So, we're not saying just bounce on your spouse. Yeah. Um <laughs> Gerard bounce. says something that I align with, which is that you cannot change the other person. You can focus on being the best version of yourself. Right. And I will say there's, um, there are a number of resources out there that, 
sort of sell an ideology that it only takes one person to change a relationship. And and what's behind that ideology and behind that marketing message is the fact that um, you can work on yourself. You can work on seeing the best. If it's a spouse situation, you can work on the best, uh, work on seeing the best in your spouse. And there's a lot of um, successful results out of by you changing and you changing your outlook um, about your spouse, you changing how you focus on finding the positives and not looking for like, oh, there she did it again. There he did it again. Here we go again. Uh, but going, and your actions, okay, right? yeah, all of it. What what are the benefits of, uh, or what are the positive attributes, and what are the things that I actually appreciate the spouse? And sometimes it might be really hard to find those things. Mm-hmm. But the more you dig for what is going right in this relationship and what do I have control of, the more you are in control of, uh, you can't control the person, you can't make them change. The more, though, that you have an influence, I should say, not control, you have influence over their behavior and not in a manipulative way, not in a controlling way, simply in the fact that... Mm-hmm. We mirror what we see in our environment. And a very basic example of this uh, happened just the other night. Our daughter started yawning. Our two-year-old was yawning. You've probably experienced this. Somebody yawns, and you might not even be tired, and it will trigger you to yawn. And I was like observing my daughter yawning, and then Kate started yawning, and I was like thinking like, oh, here's, it's called mirror neurons, which is that we mirror our brain at a, at, a, at a level beyond just a conscious decision is mirroring what we're seeing and what we're experiencing in another human being. And I was watching this happen, thinking about mirror neurons, and then I, like, I might do it right. I'm, I'm thinking about it. I might yawn right now. Like I, I started say, to yawn, of, no, just but yawning is like the mo- like seriously. I'm holding back a yawn. The <laughs> yawning is like the most um, a physical material example that you can see of this concept. Mm-hmm. It's not just a concept of this re- this reality of how how we as humans work. Um, that what you put out there gets mirrored back to you, and mm-hmm. so. John, you're not alone. Married three times. Let's just read this. John said, I'm married three times. My current is awesome, but culturally what makes it difficult is she is Muslim and has difficulty accepting my ways. Example, my side of family holidays. Okay, so, you know, here's... Um, thank you for sharing more context, John, because that actually, you know, context helps. We'd, we'd rather give specific um, details than just sort of general uh, advice. Um, I guess here's what I would say, because a lot of couples seem to have issues in their marriage based on things that they knew about each other before they got married. For example, we have a couple we're working with. There's a challenge uh, with the ex-spouse and the kids on one side, but the spouse that entered into that marriage knew that about, about the other spouse. Like, hey, they've got an ex, they've got these other kids. And maybe they didn't understand how challenging it was going to be. And now several years down the road, like it's causing real challenges. I would say the same thing, John, that um, your wife, (laughs) I would imagine you guys knew that about each other, your your heritage, your belief systems, the things that are important to you uh, before you entered into the marriage. And so I would go back to... 
uh, again, sort of how do you defuse this and how do you get out of like, because if you're arguing about, oh, what are we doing for Christmas every year and should we celebrate it and should we not? Like you, you need to reel that back to a, I would just say a higher level conversation about, hey, what are my values? What are your values? We're not a big fan on compromise. I think that gets a that's just a negative connotation in my mind of like, oh, I have to compromise in my relationship for you. But what are we committed to 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 supporting each other? And if if you're committed to supporting each other's belief systems, then that includes holidays, that includes religious practices, that includes any other, you know, sort of of things that you guys do that are for your beliefs that may be different from the other person. And if at a foundational level, that agreement and that commitment isn't there, then again, that's something you've got to really decide like, okay, what are we going to do about this? Because having the same argument over and over about the holidays and this and that, um, like that's a, that's a challenging thing. And that, you know, holidays, people like Hallmark told us the holidays should be glorious, but the reality is like, (laughs) you know, for most of us, the holidays suck for one reason or another. You think about loss, you've got to deal with family, you've got, you know, family disagreements that get exposed, like stresses. It can be really challenging and expectation to live up to, you know, we, our expectation, our, our mark for, uh, holidays is Griswold family Christmas. That's that's the expectation <laughs> we're living up to in our household, and we're doing that pretty well. Um, so John just comments back that he tries to celebrate both beliefs. Here's what I would just meet, and maybe this is just a little bit of a shift that can help find some unity for you and your wife, is that like you don't have to necessarily practice Islam Right. And, you know, and whatever I, I'm assuming it's some type of Christian or maybe Jewish religion that you are, John, I'm, I don't know. Um, but, you know, something opposite of that, that um, where, you know, she doesn't have to practice your faith, um, but you support each other. Right. Like we now, granted, we both came from more of like a, a, a Christian or your, you know, type belief system. So there's a little bit of maybe some common thread uh, versus maybe like two religions that are are somewhat fundamentally different. Um, but I went to Tanner's church, you know, and I I supported him in that journey. Tanner would come and come to my church and supported being there for me in practicing uh, at our church. Um Raising our kids, you know, it was a was a thing that we discussed before we got married because that was something that was very important to me. And foundationally, we needed to have that cleared and and on the same page, knowing that we would still be on the journey together coming from different practices. So I didn't buy into necessarily all of what he was learning at his church or or Tanner, vice versa. It was more that we just went to support each other, right? Like, so don't feel like you have to, and and for your wife, like she doesn't have to practice the way you do. Um, just know it's important to the other person. It's important to your spouse. So support them because it's important to them. Find joy in supporting your spouse because it just, 
it helps them feel good about the process, right? And vice versa. Yeah, shout out to uh, to Marshall here. He's like a wise uh, wise sage that um, he's, he's dropped a couple of good things here. Uh, one is to repeat back to the other person what it is that they're upset about um, mm-hmm. to kind of go back to that comment, like like getting clarity and understanding about like, hey, what are we actually arguing about here? The other thing that I shared in the podcast we did yesterday that will come out next week is also asking when you're in disagreement, like, hey, like, do do you want me to solve this? Do you just want me to listen? Do you like what do you want? And that's something I don't do well. Kate starts talking about things that she's upset about uh, or concerned about, and I just want to solve it and find a solution and get over it. And more often than not, she actually just wants me to listen Um so, and then Marshall also says, you know, wake up every morning and say, what can I do to to make my, my spouse's life better? Mm-hmm. Um, thinking about that other person and thinking about, again, not to be manipulative, not to be submissive, not to, you know, put yourself and your beliefs uh, aside, but to think about, okay, how do I help them? Because I know it's going to help me. Mm-hmm. And and I I, I despise I kind of despise this saying actually happy wife happy life it, it falls into this line of like oh you must do everything to please your wife so your life is good and quite frankly I think John we're seeing maybe an example of where that's not actually true right John said he was required uh, to convert to her faith it's not really his belief um, there's a lot of friction around this it sounds like um, but I think I think John you know. There's a lot of sort of nuances here. If if you want to book a call with us, uh, marriagecoachingcall.com, yeah. that's our gift to you. We're happy to talk through this. It's a very specific case in in a 30-minute in a Zoom yeah. chat. would love to do it um, and, yeah, and really please. dive into it. But I, I want to extrapolate this for sort of the, the broader conversation for the audience, which is that it is important— even if you got into a marriage and maybe everything wasn't in line, it is important for you at some point in time, sooner than later, especially if you have a topic like we're talking about here with John, to get aligned on where you're headed and how you handle things. And I know that it can feel maybe challenging, impossible, overwhelming when there's so many arguments and so many things that are going on and you're like, well, where do we start and what's connected to what? Um, We understand that. We also believe that's why having an external voice, uh, Mm -hmm. an external perspective, and somebody to help you unravel that is super beneficial. And I'll just say, um, you know, very limited here uh, as we wrap up, that we did an onboarding call with a, a new couple this morning, we knew that one of their major challenges was um, around communication and uh, just how to resolve disagreements. And what we came to realize by talking about other areas of their life and their history is that what's presenting itself as a communication challenge and, and arguments and disagreements over things that sometimes even seem silly is actually connected to several different layers about their past, about the work that they do, about finances, about different belief systems. Like what presents itself as an argument and a disagreement and 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 you know challenges with communication, it's not just as simple as like, well, let's just fix this communication, right? It starts with like, well, let's understand 
who each of you, these individuals are, and then let's talk about the third D here, <laughs> which we think is so important. The third D and, and the third topic of this is destiny. Where are you going? What do you what do you want to create? Because uh, again, it feels like a lot of of us get stuck in uh, triaging the day or the week or the month and thinking about, well, what's right and wrong? Who's right here? What do we need to do to handle this situation today? And it's very difficult to have a guiding light, to have something that you can say, hey, how much does this situation bear weight? How much time should we spend on this conversation? Are we really going to argue about this topic? It's very hard to make those decisions and to choose to not argue and to diffuse things if you don't actually know where you're headed and what you want to create with your spouse. Right. Yeah. And if if you're only living for the day and to be right in the moment and 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 even more so living out of fear and being guarded and not wanting to expose your vulnerabilities and 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 your insecurities then you're just constantly stuck in a cycle of arguing um, and and disagreeing and not feeling fulfilled because you don't have a vision for the future and you don't have a guiding light. And so destiny, we believe destiny is very important uh, to know where you're headed. And that destination can change. We've shared this. Ours have changed. Our dreams have changed. Uh, they continue they to change. Evolve. You and know? evolve. Yeah. Yeah. But... It, you've got to start with having a dream to be able to change it. And um, for, for many people, that idea has just kind of set sail. And, and we want to bring that back. We want to bring that back to people. We want to bring that back into relationships. So we give you permission to dream, right? Dream and really think about where you want your marriage to be. You know, what are the things that are, you know, the, 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 uh, you know, struggle points right now and say, Hey, here's how I'd like to see it improve. Here's what's going really well. I want to see that, you know, expand, like just dream about what that looks like. Yes. Every marriage will have uh, challenges. I, I think when you can prepare for uh, where you're going, then when the challenges arise, you, you have a little bit more of a, a, a calm to be able to handle those challenges when they're presented to you, because you're going to have them, right? Especially if you even have children, like it's, uh, it's even more so. So just, um, give yourself that time, find those five minutes in the day to just sit and think about where you want your life to go, what you want your life to look like with your spouse. What is it that you want to work on? What's going well. And, um, and then from there, you can start to make some steps um, in in building that and really actually making it become a reality. So thank you so much for joining us today, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, this also, of course, you know, is a, a latest episode as the one relationship. And we appreciate your support here as well. You could always text us your questions. We'll get back to you as soon as we can. 720-459-4219. And uh, yeah, if you still want to take us up on that free gift for a coaching call, we'd love to have you just go to marriagecoachingcall.com. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of The One Relationship. Be sure to subscribe right now. And we'd love it if you could do us a quick favor too. Please rate and review this podcast. This will help others who want to strengthen their marriage discover our content. To get our free marriage manifesto today, head over to theonerelationship.com. And while you're there, we'd love to hear from you. Just hit the contact us button and send us your questions and feedback. Join us next time for more real talk on The One Relationship.